Welcome to That's the Word, wholesome tales for the whole family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story, the Christmas Eve broadcast. Kiara realized it was no use. It was frustrating for such an active woman to be sick in bed. There was nothing she would rather do now than to accompany her sisters to the church on Christmas Eve. One of the sisters stopped by to check in on Kiara. Are you sure there is nothing you need from us? Kiara coughed and took a small sip of water, then responded, No, please go ahead and do not worry about me. Only do not forget to remember me at the altar of the Lord. Soon, Kiara found herself alone. There was darkness all around and Kiara was overcome with emotion. How was it possible that she would be bedridden on a night like tonight? She should feel warmth, joy, and exaltation at the celebration of the Savior's birthday. As she glanced around the simple room, the darkness reflected her disappointment and frustration. Kiara knew she needed to snap out of her misery, certainly on such a holy night as this. Despite her condition, the liturgy would go on with the festive music, the beautiful crash, the simple truth of Christ's presence on the altar as the faithful around the world celebrated our dear Lord's birthday. True, Kiara was away from all of this, and yet she knew she did not need to give in to her emotions, nor be alone that night. She folded her hands and asked the Lord for the grace to take part in the liturgy with her prayer. She was able to take some comfort in the lights and sounds of the broadcast. Kihara was attentive as she watched the Christmas liturgy unfold before her eyes. She murmured the familiar chants that accompanied the sacred liturgy and was delighted to see the crib of the Divine Child. She was grateful for the opportunity that not even sickness could take from her intimacy with the Lord and His Church on this silent, holy night. As Mass concluded, she silently muttered a prayer of thanksgiving and fell asleep. It was not long before Kiara awoke with the arrival of her sisters, who piled in the room to see Kiara and wish her a Merry Christmas. They began to talk about the church and the liturgy and were shocked to learn that Kiara 
had seen it all. Kiara explained all she had heard and seen, and the sisters were amazed that Kiara could provide such incredible detail. Kiara participated in the first known broadcast of the Christmas liturgy. She did not know a thing about electronics, but she knew that she had witnessed something truly marvelous. This simple woman dedicated her life to God in such a radical way that the church elevated her to sainthood. Venerable Pius XII thought of this woman when determining a suitable patroness of the new medium of television, knowing that such a powerful instrument needed the patronage of someone possessing a childlike innocence. He remembered Chiara, a woman who commanded the respect of ecclesiastical authority as she followed in the footsteps of St. Francis of Assisi in imitation of a life of poverty. The foundress of a religious order for women who, when bedridden on Christmas Eve, prayed to the Lord and received the miraculous vision of the Mass as if it were taking place in her own bedroom. The woman, born in the 13th century, in the town of Assisi, with the given name Chiara Alfreducho, known today as St. Clare. And for this week, that's the word. Of course, as St. Clare knew in this story, watching the Mass is no substitute for being present at the Mass. It's like the difference between me watching you on television versus being with you in person. There is a much different thing because it's a relationship and God is truly present on the altar when the priest offers him up for our sins. For example, it's a lot different if you were to watch a documentary about Assisi and actually go to Assisi. It's such a wonderful place. I've had many opportunities to visit there since I lived in Italy for a number of years. It definitely has that medieval town type of look uh, to it or type of feel. It, it really is great being able to walk in there. You got the walls and you just walk up through these different layers of walls and different ramps that eventually get you up to the basilica. Yes. And of course, there's a large basilica to St. Francis, as there should be. But on the other side of the town, there is the church dedicated to St. Clair. And actually, you can go underneath the main altar down into the crypt and see the body of St. Clair. She is considered incorrupt. I heard a story when I first went there in 2001 as a teenager that actually you could, in the past, see more of her body. You used to really actually see her actual face. And one sister decided to, with the best of intentions, to remove some dust from her face. And that required then there needing to be a covering over her face. So I always thought that poor sister, I mean, I'm sure she was thinking of helping out, but 
you know, if the Lord has preserved her body as incorruptible, then I think no dust is going to change that. So everyone, this is the moral of the story that we're telling today. The next time you see an incorrupt saint that looks dusty, don't bother dusting them. That's correct. You know, and, and it's one of those things living over in Italy, you walk into different churches and you see a bunch of incorrupt saints. I mean, I don't know if we have any incorrupt saints here in the United States. We barely have any saints. That's true. So, you know, the moral of that story, there's two morals to the story. We got to be holy. Hey guys, this is John Peter a few days later. So it turns out that Sinclair is actually not incorrupt at all, at least not anymore. Her body was dug up from underneath the basilica, I think 100 to 200 years ago. And they put it into this display case that you see now. We've not had a chance to research really in depth. Accounts online range from they found her body perfectly incorrupt, though just blackened with age, to being partially incorrupt, to being nothing but a skeleton, but the skeleton was perfect. At any rate, at this point, her body is just bones. And those bones are underneath the figure that you see now if you go to the basilica. In that figure are her bones. Normally, you can't see those bones, though in the story extras, we'll have a picture for you guys of the other side of the figure where you can actually see the bones of St. Clair. If you enjoy That's the Word, please share the word. You can see the story extras for this story, the Christmas Eve broadcast, at thunderrock.org, where you can see a picture of St. Clair. Thunderrock.org is also where you can sign up for our weekly newsletter and where you can find our email and our social links if you have any feedback or story ideas. Thanks for listening and join us next Wednesday for another wholesome tale for the whole family.